Hello, Mark Ja. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. Mark stands for Meet with God, Reach Out to Others, Know His Purpose for Your Life, and to Develop Your Potential. I want to encourage you before we even get started to ask God to soften your heart, open your mind to receive what He has for you. You're loved by a great God. My name's Hans. Um, I serve with Aaron and Heather and have for a very long time. Uh, if you if you need someone in your life who can kind of come alongside you in a season where you're just kind of like, as a young adult, you can be like missing home, you just went off to college or whatever, Aaron and Heather, they love people. They They... Welcome, they do a great job of welcoming people in and just embracing you and loving on you, and they have done that for me. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, but to kind of throw Aaron underneath the bus a little bit, um, I, uh, I've, um, if you guys have been here for the past uh, month, couple months, I um, have not been up here on Wednesday nights because I have been at school. I've been uh, in welding class, and of course, the first week back, Aaron asked me to speak, but it's okay, he gave me plenty of time to prepare. (laughs) Uh, So tonight, um, I was led by the Lord to speak from uh, Matthew 28, and in particular, um, verses 18 through 20, and we are basically just going to stay there, so... If you find, open your Bibles, you can turn there really easily. We're, we're not flipping all over the place. We're just, we're planting it right there. Uh, and this passage is uh, commonly known as the Great Commission. That is what it has been known as throughout the, the history of the church. And um, in this passage, Jesus is uh, speaking to his disciples. And um, he has, this is right after he has died and risen from the grave, so this is a good season for it. You know, Easter, be probably better right after Easter, but this, in this, um, and, and now Jesus is getting ready to go into, up into heaven, and he's uh, just talking with his disciples, giving, giving them a few final instructions before he goes. And uh, this passage, um, it deals a lot with, um, as short as it is, it deals a lot with um, discipleship, which is really ironic because um, in my first year of Bible college, one of the first classes I had to take was spiritual formation and discipleship. And the professor, who was also the dean of my school, his dissertation was in discipleship. And I failed the class. <laughs> but... Uh, it, it, what I did take from the class, it, it, the failure came from a lack of maturity in my life at that season. Um, but I, I really took to heart this idea of discipleship and what he was um, speaking of, of just, you know, raising up disciples. Um, basically, you know, the Great Commission. So Matthew, going to our, our passage now, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. 
And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And this brings me to my first point, which is discipleship. In Matthew 28, Jesus is commanding his disciples and us, by extension, he's commanding the church throughout all of time, throughout all of history. He's commanding his disciples, he's commanding us to go and create more disciples. And I think it's fairly safe to assume that most Christians, when they hear that, when they, they hear this passage, they kind of view it in a general sense, and they kind of just uh, um, they they don't really necessarily think this is to me. This is a commandment to me. They they normally don't think that. Like we normally are like, okay, pastors are called, evangelists are called, missionaries are called. Yeah, I'm just, I'm a Christian. That's what, that's just what I am. That's my spot in all of this. I'm just a Christian. But it's much, this passage was specifically meant for you. And it's meant, and what he's saying here is he's not saying go and make more believers. He is not saying go and make more Christians because that is, that is too small uh, 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 vision of what he is saying here. It is much more detailed what he's saying. He's saying, go and make more disciples. The original Greek word used here for disciple, and I might butcher this, matheteo. Anyway, it means, to, it means to be a disciple of one, to follow his precepts and instructions. Merriam-Webster defines disciple as one who accepts and assists in spreading the doctrines of another. Jesus' disciples devoutly followed him for about roughly three years, becoming intimately familiar with his teachings and how he lived his life. Looking at these examples, the, these images of what a disciple is, it is Evident, it is clear that what Jesus is saying is he is saying, go and, first off, he is saying, be a disciple. He's saying, commit your life to follow me. Commit yourself to follow my teachings fully, wholeheartedly. The disciples, when they were following Jesus, it it was committed to the exclusion of their families. All other responsibilities were put on hold to follow Jesus. That is how serious this was. And he's saying, go and create more. Being a disciple, or or a disciple, is an individual who is fully committed to modeling their life after and adopting the teachings of another. We are supposed to look like Christ to the world. In a sense, you could say we are to be Christ to the world. Now, this, is, this, is, this doesn't leave room for a lukewarm attitude. This doesn't leave room for someone to just say, I am going to come to church. It is a much, much, much more serious commitment than that. God is, Jesus is, sitting here, is standing there saying, you have to, like, 
be wholeheartedly in this. You got to commit yourself. You got to dive in deep. The Great Commission is Christ's marching orders to individual Christians and the church as a whole to show him to the world. And that is what the church is. Bible, we, we, we use these, these uh, concepts of um, God's kingdom. The, the idea there is you are the church, us. We are all working together throughout all time in history to, sh- to literally bring Christ to the world, to show Christ to the world. You are what the world sees Christ as. Because until someone like, forms a personal relationship with, God, with Jesus, they don't know Jesus. They will not see Jesus. Jesus will not be a reality to them. Therefore, Jesus in you is the only Jesus they will ever see. It is the only Jesus they will ever know. So, so how, how are you showing Jesus to the world? What kind of Jesus do people see in you? Now, in, in this passage, he, he talks about uh, going in and making disciples. Now, what that, how then do you go about that? How do you go and create? How do you go and make more? If we, really the, the picture, the, really the only picture we see of like true discipleship in the Bible is Jesus with his disciples. And if we look throughout all of the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus was intimately connected with his disciples. There was a very, very, very close bond there, a very close relationship. There was no aspect of Jesus's life that was hidden from his disciples. Nothing. Now, there were some things that they were too thick too stupid, too foolish to get. Peter had some things he had to work through before he was going to understand what Jesus was teaching. But Jesus didn't hide anything from them. That is what discipleship is. Discipleship is bringing someone alongside you who isn't where you are in your walk. And a good word for it would be like mentoring, but it's more than just mentoring. It is opening your life up to them so that they can look at your life and see what God is doing in you, see what Jesus is in you, and then grow in their understanding of who Jesus is and allow Jesus to grow them so that they can get to where you are. Discipleship is vulnerability. It is being humble. It is being willing to admit failure. It is being willing to say, okay, I messed up. So, so you don't have to be perfect to disciple. Some of the best lessons are lessons that come from failure. And so if the person you are discipling is able to learn from your failure, that is all the better. Because I can say, like, when I have kids someday, I don't want them to go through the same mistakes I did. I want them to learn from my mistakes. That is what discipleship is. And and everyone can do this. 
A baby Christian can, be, can disciple a non-believer. I know a senior's pastor who, who found a man of God that he admired and respected, who, was, who he was serving, who he was leading like in the ministry. It was someone within his ministry that he was ministering to. Went up to him and said, I admire you. I respect you. Will you disciple me? Will you mentor me? Because you know God, you know Jesus in a way that I don't yet. And I want that. Anyone can be discipled. Anyone can disciple. It doesn't matter where you're at on your walk. This brings me to my last point. And that is, everyone goes. 1 Peter 2, 9 reads, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. This passage was written to the church. It was written to you. It was written to me. You don't need a specific calling to be a pastor or a missionary or an evangelist in order for God to use you, in order for you to be part of the Great Commission. You've already been called. As soon as you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you were called. You were called to share him with the world. You were called to love you were called to be an example to others. And the, the best part about all of this is that you have the authority and the power already. There, there's something that most pastors, if you talk to them, they feel really, really insecure about what they're doing. They're like, I'm not qualified. I can't do this. God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. If you, you are already called just by accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior. Now, you may not be called to be a preacher, but you are called to love. You are called to mentor others. You're called to be a leader immediately as a Christian. And this is something that I see a lot of Christians fighting. Christians, for some reason, a lot of Christians, they don't like this idea of being a leader. You know Jesus. You are to lead the world to him. You're a leader. That's how it works. And if, if you're a Christian... The, the meaning of Christian is Christ-like, mini Christ. That is the, that is the imagery that, that that word is. If you are to be like Christ, you are to be a servant and you are to be a leader. Like, that you are supposed to be like Christ and you're supposed to become more like Christ every day. In, in, this, in uh, Matthew 28... At the beginning and at the end, Jesus packages this whole pa passage. He says, all authority on heaven and on earth has been given to me. And then he ends it with, and surely I am with you always. Jesus has empowered you. 
He is with you. My favorite passage in the Bible is B, is Joshua 1, 9. Be strong and courageous. I know that... I can't remember the rest of it. But anyway. Yeah. But, but it says, I will not forsake you. I will not leave you. I am always with you. Be confident in that. You are called. You have your marching orders. And you have the ability to go do it. And you have the authority to go do it. So walk in that. David, you can go ahead and come. Look around you. Look at, look at your life. How can you better love people? How can you... Where, where can you fit in? Is there... Is there an opportunity to, to lead someone around you? Is there an opportunity for you to just be a friend to a non-believer at your work? And just, just be their friend. Just let them see Christ in you. Have conversation with them. Get to know them. You're not called. You are called, but you are not called to sit in this chair on Wednesday night and only do that. As a Christian, you are not called to just read your Bible at home, to just pray, to just worship God when, when songs come on the radio. Christianity is an action. There's, there's this... If you read through the Bible, through the New Testament, there's this, there's this debate between faith and works. And in, and in conclusion, the, like the conclusion of, of this conversation between different leaders in the church at that time, it arrives at this point where it's like, your faith comes through your works and your works come through your faith. You cannot be a Christian and not do anything. It's not how it works. Your faith is dead. Your faith is nothing. Your faith is, is worthless. And no one can see it in your life. So, so how can you better show Christ to the world? How can, you, how can you more be a mini Christ? I'm going to pray in... David's going to lead us in worship. And if you're needing prayer for something going on in your life, or, or if this spoke to you and God's working with you and talking to you about something, or if you, if you haven't even like gotten to this point yet, if you're still at that stage where you need to take the first step, or if you need to take that step all over again and accept him as your Lord and Savior, then there's going to be leaders in the back over here who can pray with you. And I just encourage you, search your heart. See where God can use you. Look around you in your life. See where God can use you, where he's called you. 
Lord, thank you for this night, Lord. Thank you for what you did on that cross all that time ago, Lord. I thank you for for growing us continually, for making us more and more like you. Lord, we praise you, for you are good, you are holy, and you love us. Lord, I pray that this word tonight, Lord, that we will, that it will will sink deep down inside of us, Lord, that we won't be able to forget it when we walk out the doors, that we won't be able to forget it as we go through our work week, Lord, that it will take root in our hearts and in our minds. That it will be at work in our lives. That we will become more like you. That we will become true disciples of you. And that we will be able to look at others around us and see where we can then create more disciples. We praise you, Lord. We thank you for this night. In your name we pray, amen. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. We'd like to invite you to one of our services at People's Church here in Salem, Oregon. We meet on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. for small groups and 11.30 a.m. for our main service. If you'd like to contact us, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at MarkedYah, that's M-R-K-D-Y-A. Or you can find us at our church website, peopleschurch.com marked. Thanks for listening. You're loved by a great God.